Welcome to True and Unpolished. Through this podcast, our intention is to uplift, amuse, and inspire you to create more of a life you'll love. Let's get authentic, everybody. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Lydia and Mary are here, excited to be here, inspired to talk to you. What we're specifically inspired to talk to you about today is waiting and the unknown. In our home this week, we are waiting on some test results for one of our family members. Uh, So I've been in the waiting place. And every time I think of the waiting place, I think of Dr. Seuss's book, you know, or Dr. Seuss's book. Yeah. uh, Where he talks about the waiting place for people just waiting, you know, waiting for a train to come Uh or the phone to ring, Uh uh, you know, and he goes on about all these people just waiting and getting stuck in that waiting place. Uh, And I, and that reminds me of what you were sharing with me, Mayor, before we started, like the waiting place. So tell Tell me what you're inspired to say about the waiting place and the unknown. Well, I have been waiting for quite some time. I would say a year and a half. I've been working and waiting and building my business. And what I've been waiting for is actually income. And so I, I, you know, I, I, I took a rest last year. I have been waiting to have money to pay my bills. Yeah. And so I, yesterday, I, you know, I go, I, I get inspired and I, I, I go back and forth where I get to a place where I'm, I'm clear and I'm free of the incessant chatter in my brain, but then I get back to a stuck point. And this happens probably at least once a week. Right. more, you know, I'll have a few weeks sometimes where it's, it's, it, it's sort of in the, in the background, but then I'll have days like yesterday where it just stops me. And I think I just, I should just stop what I'm doing and, you know, go back to work full time. And, um, so yesterday I woke up and I had intentions to, work on my courses and, um, and that requires a lot of energy to do that. Sure. What happened is I just turned the TV on. I love it. And (laughs) I proceeded to watch show after show after show of, um, it was actually the morning show, which is, is an okay show, but it's got Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell in it so you know that's always entertaining with those people actresses actors and so anyway so I yesterday I was in this space of non-inspiration and non-motivation and that is a very uncomfortable place to be for somebody like me who you know, chooses to live from a place of inspiration. Mm -hmm. When, when you aren't inspired, then those thoughts can really creep in and take hold of the experience. And so 
I think that's why mindfulness is so important and I'm so passionate about teaching it is because it has helped me so much and if I hadn't been practicing it you know a day like that would have forced me down a rabbit hole um, that I may have had a hard time getting out of and so anyway so I but I allowed myself to do that yesterday and this morning I woke up and I cleaned my house and I meditated. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, Joe Dispenza and and the 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 way that he describes our the unknown, which is what he says is the un, unknown is where miracles happen. And I love that. So I I was I I really was able to get to this split this place of empty clarity, clear, um, clear of thought. So today is a much brighter, better day. And I think that is, you know, that's how I've lived my life recently. And sometimes it goes really well and sometimes it doesn't, but, um, so yesterday when you, so do you think that you're allowing yourself to be uninspired and the embracing of being uninspired is what led to waking up today in a new space? Yes. I don't think it was the TV watching because I I really, (laughs) um, but I, you know, that was what I chose to do. And I, I, I leave my TV off most of the time, unless I'm going to actually watch, sit down and watch TV. And I, and I did have some inspirations, like I, you know, I love um, looking at Oracle cards and I have plenty. So I pulled out, like, I went and pulled out a bunch, like eight different decks and drew, I like to draw one from each deck and see what the theme is. Uh Um, That, yeah, that is kind of fun for me. So I did that and I got my crystals out and I, I lit some candles and stuff like that so kind of um these were just kind of basic simple inspirations and I did that and then I I I worked on a um mandala so so there was some inspiration throughout the day but tell me though okay so the motivation to pull out the card decks and the crystals and do the mandala was that was the motivation behind those to have fun, to get back in touch with the, your essence, what is Mary and what makes Mary happy? Or was it to try to get inspired? No, I had the inspiration to do that because I was really, um, I was really waiting for inspiration. Mm-hmm. And what, one of the things that I know, and this is what I, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I listened to this morning with Dr. Joe Dispenza and I, you know, his stuff is based in science and he talks about how we're wired in the brain and genetically wired. Um, and you know, I, I don't think either one of us can do justice. So if you haven't heard Dr. Joe Dispenza talk, then he is somebody that I would recommend listening to, but, but what I know is uh, just to simplify what I know is that our thoughts trigger our feelings 
And in between that thought and feeling, once you have a thought or an interpretation of an event, so an event can be anything that happens internally, like a thought, feeling, body sensation, or mm -hmm. anything that you can sense externally happening um, out, outside of you. So mm -hmm. it could be the weather, it could be what somebody says or does. So anything under the sun and even the sun could be a prompting event. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is there's an event and then we have an interpretation and sure. our interpretation is whatever we think about that event, but our thoughts can be an event too. So it's our interpretation of our thought our interpretation of our feeling mm -hmm. interpretation of the news that, um, you know, the doctor's giving us or the interpretation of, you know, looking at my bank account, what, whatever it is, there's lots sure. of interpretations and that, that interpretation is what's critical because what comes next is depending on the intensity of the interpretation. So we talked a little bit about judgments last week and what happens is your judgments then trigger an emotional reaction in your body. So your, your brain releases hormones or chemicals, and then it elicits this response in our bodies. And then we have another reaction, which is really based on the previous reaction, which is urges. And so then we react to the situation and all of this happens before we even are able to say, I feel angry or I feel afraid. Right. And so Dr. Joe Dispenza does a lot better, more detailed job of kind of breaking that down and also explaining how meditation or mindfulness is helpful um, in kind of creating a new reality. Right. Because what you just explained means that essentially because of those events and then the interpretation of those events and then the subsequent hormone release and the what happens in your body because of those events, then you react. And what ends up happening is we're on a hamster wheel and we end up right. recreating the same reality over and over again. And right. so what is needed is a break in that cycle. And Joe Dispenza also says, he says that our three superpowers our um, meditation, imagination, and intuition. So mm -hmm. if you, and I have found that if I can, you know, tap into any of those three things, and that's what, when I'm thinking about you and what you did with your crystals and the mandala, um, you know, to me, what you were doing was actively tapping into intuition imagination through your mandala um mm -hmm. you know what i mean so in order to break that cycle if we can remember okay net let's meditate and then let's try to tap into that imagination and i can't remember i think albert einstein is the one who said that the true um the true test of intelligence is not knowledge but imagination uh, and that is because your imagination is what creates your reality. Um, and if we're on that cycle of interpreting the event, then we are using our imagination, but we're just imagining the same thing over and over and over again. And so here mm -hmm. we are regurgitating the past. And then 
week. Yeah, I like earlier when we were talking before, I like that you said recycling the past. I hadn't heard that before. And, and that is what we do. And what I think is that this is an important discussion because we're all going through it. Even, you know, people like us who have been doing this work, like looking at ourselves and Mm -hmm. making, you know, meditating and, 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 taking responsibility for ourselves we're struggling too you know right right, sure um I I think for me I mean I can say honestly say the pandemic has not affected me personally Mm -hmm. in the way that I I think it has affected a lot of people right um you know I've found solace in being able to kind of slow down and and just slow down my life you know so yeah yeah Um, but, but I think there has been a lot of trauma and I was watching, I guess it's sort of a documentary series, but that Oprah and Prince Harry are Mm -hmm. doing, it's called the me you can't see. And I love what they're doing is because Prince Harry is talking about the trauma from his childhood Mm -hmm. and more recent, I think more recent traumas and with with his wife, because the, what he has said in the show is that he left, they left England because the, the paparazzi and because she was having suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, because, because of that. And he was saying, you know, the past is, was repeating itself. Right. Right. I've already lost one woman that I love. And now this, other woman is being affected in this in the same way um but one of the things that he said that i really liked it was isolation is not easy for anyone right all the global pain and the global global trauma is coming to the surface absolutely so absolutely. i i think that you know being aware that everybody is struggling in some way absolutely absolutely and it's you know I've been um you know dealing with um past trauma through um brain spotting and I don't know if I've mentioned it here on the on the show or not but um I've been uh going through brain spotting and I have to say that uh if you have someone with a deep consciousness uh, and also the training to do this brain spotting is an amazing way to go in and heal past trauma. Um, because if, if you look around, you know, if you're married, um, I would challenge you, anybody who said that there are not similarities to, um, their parents, uh, and their parents experience. And I believe that's because generationally we, are waiting for a hero to come along and break cycles and patterns of trauma. Um, And in brain spotting, it is a kind of a cousin of EMDR, uh, but it essentially recognizes that, you know, trauma is stored in this very one part of the brain. And through the process of brain spotting, you're actually getting right to that spot. Um, and uncovering kind of the layers of um, coping strategies and things that you've you literally needed to survive as a child 
or in the past, um, because trauma can have happened yesterday. Obviously, trauma has happened to all of us through the pandemic. And so we, our brains store this trauma and we repeat it. You know, we repeat it until we bring it to the surface and are willing to allow it to be seen, look at it. What is it here to teach me? And then the decision to do things differently and setting yourself up to do things differently. And I think that goes back to Joe Dispenza's three superpowers. We have trauma, yes, but we also have the three superpowers of meditation, imagination, and intuition. And tapping into those things is life-giving and life-affirming. And it is, as Mary said, where miracles happen. And, and so the nature of miracles, what a miracle means is it is uh, not continuous. It means that it is different than that which came before. So miracle yeah. is a break in the past and a creation of something new. Um, and as Miriam Williamson would say in the Course of Miracles would say, it begins, the miracle is a shift in your perception because once your perception changes, right, you uh -huh. stop recycling that same past over and over and over again. And it's tricky because we use our five senses to look around and go, nothing's changed. Right. But, but if we if we use these three superpowers, then what begins to change is the way that we see what's in front of us. And that then leads to new things in front of us. And um, I think the visual of getting off the hamster wheel, I mean, it's definitely something that is used a lot, yeah. but it really is a good visual um, because, because what inevitably inevitably happens is we get off the hamster wheel I mean I think this happens a lot as you get off the hamster wheel and then this miracle occurs something new happens something wonderful and amazing happens and then you grab onto it yeah and you hold on to it and what that does is it kind of forces you right back on the hamster wheel right and so it. you run on the hamster wheel for a while whatever your metaphor is yeah and then um and then you're finally like I'm tired of this yeah that's where, you know that's where our suffering is so I'm tired of this I can't do this anymore I have to give up and then we you you stop mm -hmm. you know like I stopped yesterday you stop you get off the hamster wheel and then you know there it is again the unknown but the miraculous occurs yeah. and then you inevitably grab a hold of it and like well, I need more of this I want more of this mm -hmm. um and and then get back on right end because, up back on the hamster wheel because of what you said about that Joe Dispenza shared is that because then you have an interpretation of the new thing right right and so that it starts over and over again and something well, that hit me when you were talking mayor is yeah so the nature of inspiration is that it isn't continuous. Right. I mean, this is the first time that I really maybe put this together, but it, to expect yourself to be inspired all the time is unrealistic and keeps us from experiencing miracles. Um, right. 
And that's kind of what you were describing with holding on to the inspiration and, oh, I want this, I want more of this. And so if instead of the goal being constant inspiration, the goal is how do I tap into meditation, imagination, or intuition, then we get more moments of inspiration and we're not attached. You know what I mean? Well, and I think, um, I can tell you one way that I've been chasing, like running on the hamster wheel and I get off and I get back on is because, um, there's all these, uh, air quote gurus out there who are telling you the best, the formula they figured out the formula, That's right? They've got the answer, you know, to live free. And I mean, you know, to, um, if you just do this, then you'll attract the, you know, these clients, or if you do, and I'm, I'm, I have been a sucker and I have gotten <laughs> on the hamster wheel with them over and over again, knowing that I don't live my life that way. I mean, I really truly don't, No, but, you do not. but, but, I, but I also needed to understand those ways of doing things like marketing and you know business related things because I I didn't I really didn't have a clue I mean I've been working in you know government or nonprofit agencies my entire career and right. so I did I just showed up and helped people and that was that and so now what I'm doing is this whole other thing that really involves a whole set of skills that I haven't really needed up until right. now. and it's not it's not what you do it's not what you want to do you don't want to do marketing I don't want to do marketing what we want to do is help people and so right. there's this thought that's like I just want to help people like <laughs> why right. do I need to know about marketing strategies and funnels whatever they call them funnels tunnels and you know <laughs> they are tunnels <laughs> it's just ridiculous and then this, you know, I've got to be present on social media X number of times, otherwise I'm irrelevant. And, you know, all right. of these things, um, you know, and I, so I would say, Mayor, your new formula is meditation, imagination, intuition, like throw all those books away. And I think it's purposeful that you read them and that you got them and there will be reasons why, you know, right. there will be, you know, bits of gold and all of those things, but the entirety of what they're teaching is not the gold. Like there are snippets right. of gold in those things. And unfortunately, you know, and that's where, well, and that's, and, and that, I mean, honestly, that's how I've approached it, but it is easy to still get sucked into the hamster wheel because what everybody is saying is, I have the formula and I, I think what is also important to, you know, kind of mention is, you know, I have a formula that yeah. I know will help people too. I, yeah. I know that my formula will help people, but what I know more than that is your, your own inspiration, your own intuition, your own wisdom is the formula. Right. Like your formula is just about pointing people to their own wisdom, intuition, and as is mine. And that's why I love, there's a book called, uh, by Paul Farini called the silence of the heart. 
And mm-hmm. I love it because he just lays it down. He's like, beware of anybody who tells you they have the answer and that, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it's just, it's amazing. And he says, you know, just go sailing. Cause if anybody, what he says is yeah. if, if anybody has the answer to help you, then you and he are doomed together because you uh. can't, if the, if the answer that you need is outside of you, you know, essentially you're both screwed. Everybody's screwed. Right. And, and that, you know, the answer is in us and, you know, we aren't reaching it when we're on that hamster wheel and we're just having the interpretations of our thoughts in the events and we're recycling the past and not making room for miracles, you know? And so, yeah, like we got it. Right. So now we just told you that nobody has the answer, but here we have the answer, everybody. And it is. (laughs) What is is, the answer? The answer is meditation, imagination, intuition. So when you feel stuck, when you're in the waiting place or, or don't wait to get in the waiting place, don't wait to get stuck, have your intention be each day for those things, those three things, meditation, intuition, imagination, and our minds want to make things more complicated. So they'll say, well, it can't be that easy, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I better read this book by so-and-so who tells me how to create the business that I've always dreamed of having, you know, and that the reality is maybe you need to read that book, but you're not going to know until you've tapped into your intuition. Um, And I think it does come in that order. I think the meditation part and I'll, you know, full disclosure, I have had, you know, because I've been doing the brain spotting and working on past trauma and all of these things, I have gotten out of the habit of my everyday meditation. I meditate, Mm -hmm. but it is not, you know, in the way that I was doing it before. And so I am saying, everybody is listening. You are my witness. I am going to reestablish that cadence of everyday meditation. And it doesn't have to be long. You know, I think right. Spenza says um, 12 minutes is enough. Yeah. Um, and if now that I'm restarting every day, what I'll probably do is do eight minutes you know, I think if uh, not you, but in general, I think if you can only do two minutes, then that is great. And anything, um, right. Yes. If if meditation is like you're something you've been afraid of or whatever, then, uh, just know two minutes is enough to get you started. And I will also mention that I have a, um, group on Facebook and I regularly post mindfulness tips in that group and it's called create more peace on Facebook and so um, I think that's a great way to get just little tips to begin to add you know add up to more understanding of mindfulness because it does it's simple but it's also challenging yeah it's it's um it's simple but it's not easy and the thing is is that it grows like uh Rumi says Thich Han will um uses uh, the analogy of seeds it grows so the more you practice mindfulness meditation it grows within you and actually the way that I started is just breath because Eckhart Tolle told me that 
all you have to do whenever you think about it is take a conscious breath and it will lead that conscious breath actually accumulates over time and leads you to the meditation chair where meditation becomes very easy. So even just conscious breaths, anytime you think of it throughout the day. Well, that's it. I feel like, you know, we've given you the answer. I'm just, (laughs) but uh, it's so, you know, Mary, you are such a gift. You are such a gift to me. And I'm so grateful to be able to have these kinds of conversations and I am grateful to all of you Me too. who are listening to us. Thank you for listening and allowing us to do this. We have listeners now in every state in the United States. So that is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And please know that we value you so, so much. And there's a true and unpolished. Yes, thank you for listening. And there's a true and unpolished group on Facebook where you can interact with us directly. So please join that group. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see what happens next.